the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to His Life Revealed with Pastor Todd Granger of His Life Fellowship in San Antonio, Texas. We're glad you've chosen to join us today. Our passion at His Life Ministries is to help believers know Him and show Him. So we keep it simple. It's just about Jesus. Our prayer is that the Holy Spirit will make His truth plain to you so you can walk in freedom and enjoy the life of union that God has designed for you to live. And now, here's Pastor Todd. Today we'll continue our journey into 2 Timothy. We left off last week at verse 7 of chapter 1. And this week we're going to start at verse 7, chapter 1. I realize that I am repeating it, but it's such a powerful statement that the Holy Spirit is making there. And it's also for the sake of the flow of the text. As some of you are aware... My mornings I primarily reserve for watering in prayer. And I guess that Father needed to step up my prayer life a notch because I really don't remember a a summer that's been as hot as this one has. But my watering has been extended and therefore so is my prayer time. And the truth is that God is more than just passively involved in our lives, isn't he? He is our life. I mean, he literally is the source of our life. Just like the branch's source of life comes from its attachment to the vine, our source of life comes from the fact that we are his children. We carry his spirit. Our spirit and his spirit are one. And you'll hear me say that again. Every moment of every day has purpose. Every millisecond has spiritual significance. Now, most of you have that understanding, or at least you've heard it. But do you appropriate the truth of it? Do you recognize the truth of it? Are you allowing your circumstances, your emotional state, your emotions, your behavior to dictate your awareness of the presence of God? You see, God's presence is not dependent upon your believing. His presence is there whether you believe or not. And we've recognized it in our own lives and the lives of other people who would tell you that they are desperate for the presence of God. And we felt that way in our own lives. We felt desperate for the presence of God. But what we were really saying is I am desperate to feel the presence of God. I'm desperate to know the presence of God in these circumstances as I define what his presence would bring to these circumstances. Well, you might be saying to me, or you might be thinking, Pastor, you're setting a really unrealistic expectation 
All of us have things that distract us. All of us have busy lives. At least most of us do. So, yes, it is unrealistic to envision yourself spending your days on your knees. That probably isn't going to happen. But I would ask you, is it unrealistic to say, in everything, give thanks? Is that unrealistic? Is it unrealistic to say, I will bless the Lord at all times? You know, I will, I will rejoice in the Lord at all times? Is that unrealistic? I don't think so. Is it unrealistic to say, for me to live is Christ? How about that one? Is that unrealistic? I'm not inviting you into guilt at this point. I uh, am encouraging you to live in the reality you were born to. I'm encouraging you to live this life by faith, and that's what Paul does continuously. To discipline your souls to be a place of worship, because this world will not become less invasive or less distracting. The temptation to be preoccupied with your flesh or maybe the flesh of others is not going to go away. In fact, it will pull and tug at your soul all the time. But here's the thing. You have the presence of God. You are his dwelling place. You live vitally and intimately connected to him. So it is your privilege. It is the delight of your being to live in the truth of that recognition. God made you for that recognition. God literally created you to know His presence in every moment. He did away with every obstacle to knowing Him. But here's the problem. The only way we can know Him is by faith. Right? And we want to know Him by our emotions, don't we? We want to know Him by what we have in our head. We want to know Him by what we do. But he's not going to be known that way. He'll be known in all of those things, but he'll be known by faith through the Spirit of God. Paul's message to Timothy is much like this. Paul is calling Timothy to stand firm in the truth, to call on him. He was calling on him to live in the truth, to make the truth his reality, to remember Timothy who who called you. To remember, Timothy, who is your life. To remember, Timothy, what is the core of your message. What's the gospel about, Timothy? We want to live this life with a greater dependency upon faith. We want to live in a spiritual reality that makes us alien to this world. Let's look at our text again. I'm in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 7-12. through And if you have your Bibles, turn there and stand for the reading of his word. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 7 through 12. For God did not give us a spirit of timidity or cowardice or fear, but he has given us a spirit of power and of love and of sound judgment and personal discipline, abilities that result in a calm, well-balanced mind and self-control. So do not be ashamed to testify about our Lord or about me, his prisoner. 
But with me, take your share of suffering for the gospel. Continue to preach, regardless of the circumstances, in accordance with the power of God. For his power is invincible. For he delivered us, saved us, and called us with a holy calling. A calling that leads to a consecrated life. A life set apart. A life of purpose. Not because of our works. Or because of any personal merit, we could do nothing to earn this. But because of his own purpose and grace, his amazing undeserved favor, which was granted to us in Christ Jesus before the world began eternal ages ago. But now, that extraordinary purpose and grace has been fully disclosed and realized by us through the appearing of our Savior, Christ Jesus who, through his incarnation and earthly ministry, abolished death, making it null and void, and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel, for which I was appointed a preacher and an apostle and a teacher of this good news regarding salvation. This is why I suffer as I do. Still, I'm not ashamed, for I know him and I am personally acquainted with him. Whom I have believed with absolute trust and confidence in him and in the truth of his deity. And I am persuaded beyond any doubt that he is able to guard that which I have entrusted to him until that day when I stand before him. Amen. You may be seated. You remember that Paul is writing this from the most notorious Roman dungeon of that age. Basically a hole in the ground, a stone room. It's a very small room. They could only fit 30 to 35 prisoners in. And the people who were in that dark hole, which was without sanitation, without anything, barely with light because of a a hole about the size of a manhole above them. The people who were in that hole were condemned prisoners or waiting to be condemned. They were the very worst Rome had to offer. And it is in the midst of this dark, filthy stone dungeon with all of these condemned prisoners around him that Paul writes to encourage Timothy. How could Paul not be distracted By his desperate, hopeless circumstances. How could he not be distracted by his surroundings and the prospect of being executed? It's, is it shocking to you? Yeah, it is to me. You know, I can be distracted by a doctor's appointment. I can be distracted by the car getting repaired. Having my mind on just stupid little things. We can be distracted But it's shocking that in the midst of such great, overwhelming uh, tribulation, that Paul could write Timothy, verse 7. He says to Timothy, in the midst of his circumstances, he writes, For God did not give us a spirit of timidity or cowardice or fear, but he has given us a spirit of power and of love, and of sound judgment and personal discipline, abilities that result in a calm well-balanced mind and self-control. Wow. That's all I got to say is wow. I mean, if you were in that situation and somebody sent you that little verse, 
You're sitting in that prison. Somebody sends you this little verse. I want you to read this. Would you be ministered to, really? Would you be blessed? He's telling me that God did not give me a spirit of fear, and I'm down here with the worst criminals in Rome. I'm down here in darkness. I'm down here in filth. I'm waiting to be executed. And he's telling me not to be fearful, not to be timid. What is he thinking? But it wasn't Paul that received this. It was Timothy from Paul, which makes it all the more remarkable. You see, is that not an unrealistic expectation for Paul to embrace his, this verse given his circumstances? For Timothy to embrace this verse under his circumstances because Timothy was under the threat of Roman persecution because he's particularly known as an associate of Paul. He, he is in the midst of all this hostility from the people of the Ephesian church who, who resented his leadership. And he's ever being attacked by the false teachers who are seeking to take over the church and take away from his leadership. It might be a little bit difficult to embrace that verse. Listen, it is an unrealistic expectation of the flesh. It is. It's not natural. In fact, it's supernatural. It is spiritual. You see, we have a new spirit. We are one with the spirit of the Lord, 1 Corinthians six seventeen. We have a spirit of power versus a spirit of weakness. That spirit is to be revealed in weakness and in the inadequacy of our flesh, isn't it? That's 2 Corinthians 12.10. The greater the weakness, the more evident the strength of our God. We've been given a spirit of peace that transcends all understanding. That's Philippians 4.7. And sometimes it is understandable to be afraid. It is understandable that the soul is not calm. But the spirit that is in you, the spirit that is you, is not moved. It's not changing. It's ever in the presence of the Lord where there is peace, calm, and balance. A balanced or sound mind is a mind that dwells on truth. It's fixed on the Lord. That's Isaiah 26.3. The truth, our truth does not change. It's immovable. A mind that's fixed on externals, the circumstances, the weakness of the flesh, will not know the calm, the peace, the balance, the stability of the spirit. We have to invite that into the soul, don't we? We have to own it by faith. We have to recognize that we are in the presence of God, that we are his children, that he has put his life in us. And suddenly our our perspective of where God is can change when we're in really difficult circumstances. I see people looking and praying towards the sky as though, like in Elijah's day, he would come down out of the clouds and administrate some kind of reconciliation, some kind of healing, some kind of protection. And you know what? He's not going to do that for you until he comes to take you from this earth. Why? Because you're carrying his life within you. You're carrying the one who has conquered it all. 
You're carrying the peace of God in Christ. You're carrying the wisdom of God in Christ. You're carrying everything that you need to walk into any and all circumstances because you're carrying Christ. You are in Christ. Timothy is not Paul, obviously, and he doesn't demonstrate the same strength of character or determination. But Paul's not really counting on a change in Timothy's personality here. Paul is not telling Timothy, hey man, you need to man up, is he? He is encouraging Timothy to look to the truth of his spirit. Paul didn't minister the gospel out of his determined flesh. God used his determination. But Paul didn't minister out of that. Paul is reminding Timothy that when he became a new creation, the spirit of fear, the spirit of timidity, were not part of the package. They didn't come with the new creation. That's an accessory you bought and are carrying about. Verse 8, he says, Do not be ashamed to testify about our Lord or about me, his prisoner. But with me, take your share of suffering for the gospel. Continue to preach regardless of the circumstances in accordance with the power of God, for his power is invincible. So, what he's saying is, so in light of the fact that you've been given the spirit of power and are empowered by the love and the wisdom of God, Timothy, do not allow your soul to be conformed to the weakness of your flesh. To be conformed to the the volatility of your circumstances. To be conformed to this world. Romans 12, 2. Do not shame yourself by hiding the truth or by denying our relationship. Admit to the association. And by the way, admitting to an association with Paul at that stage is like risking death and imprisonment. Not many were, were wanting to do that. Most of Paul's associations had fled and were not uh, naming Paul in any way. They deserted him. So, which is interesting because in light of all of the Roman persecution and everything that's happened to Paul, Paul doesn't see himself as a victim. He doesn't see himself as a victim of circumstance or the will of man. Paul calls himself actually a prisoner of the Lord. And Paul is there in that prison by the will of God. That's what he believes. That's how he sees every circumstance in life. Now, that's because Paul was absolutely perfect and never made a mistake, right? Isn't that why he had such confidence that God had literally put him in that place to know him? Is that why he had that confidence? No, he had that confidence by faith because it's true. God has placed you exactly where you are. I don't know where you are. And it could be horrendous. It could be cancer. It could be divorce. It could be a loss of a job. But God has allowed you to come into that place. And what He has promised you is that that is His path that you're on. That He is guarding you in that path. And that He is going to take every element of your circumstance and work it together for your good. Not your good of your flesh, 
but the good of your spirit in growth, in maturation, in expanding and knowing him. Because there's something you're going to learn in your circumstance that you wouldn't have learned anywhere else. That's why you're there. Paul's walking in that confidence. He's walking in the confidence that he's been called as a minister of God. I'm here as a minister of God because I'm perfect and I went to school and I have all of the books of the Bible memorized. But No! Because God called me. I'm not here for any other reason and that's, not, that's why you're here. God called you. I'm not just talking about in this church. I'm talking about your life. Where you are right now. If you've decided that your life is not all that wonderful, that it's pretty much a, 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 a waste, a blow, it's no good, all of that. If you've decided all that, well, guess what? You've just dismissed God's plan. You have. Do you really want to go out there and try to create your own? Most of us have. I have, and I can tell you, wasn't a good idea. Listen. Paul knew exactly where he was at. And it's the way of a Christian, isn't it? It's the walk in this Christian life. It's the way of Christ. He was crucified because he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Right? No. He was crucified because those men that came to get him were stronger than he was. Right? No. Have you ever, you ever read that section of John where they try to lay hands on him? And they say, are you Christ? And he says, I am. And they fall back. <laughs> he does this several times. They, he says, are you the Christ? Yes, I am. They fall back. What's he illustrating there? He's illustrating the truth that they're not taking him because they're so strong. They're not taking him because of their number. They're not taking him because Judas uh, ambushed him. They're taking him because he has laid his life down in obedience to the Father. Is your life laid down? Do you know that the circumstances that you're in didn't overcome you? You are where you are because God allowed that door to be opened. And he's holding you in it. And you know what? This is God we're talking about here. They're not going to take you because you're weak. They're not going to take you because they have an advantage. They're not going to take you because they're strong. You are not going to fall or falter or diminish in weakness because of your flesh. Everything concerning you happens by the will and by the allowance of our God. Listen, Christ was crucified in obedience by the will of the Father. He looked at the agony and the pain. He endured the hatred and rejection of man. And he said, Thy will be done. Men did not take him. Men did not, could not take his life. He laid it down in obedience. John 10 verses 17 and 18. Now, what Paul is sharing is the sufferings of Christ. That's what he sees. I am sharing the sufferings. Well, that's a bit presumptuous, Paul. I mean, after all. No. Because my life is in his plan. And because he has brought these things into my life, the things that I've endured, in each one of them, he has brought about the revelation of his overcoming life. And you know another reason why Paul's in the situation he's in? It was to share the sufferings of Christ. And guess what? 
He prayed for it. He asked for it. He asked to share in the sufferings of Christ. Philippians 3, 10 and 11. That I may know Him. How? Well, experientially. To what degree? Becoming more and more thoroughly acquainted with Him. Understanding the remarkable wonders of His person more completely. And in that same way, experience the power of His resurrection, which overflows and is active in believers, that I may share the fellowship of His suffering by being continually conformed inwardly into His likeness, even to His death, dying as He did, so that I may attain to the resurrection that will raise me from the dead. That's Paul's prayer. Now let me ask you. You want to share in the sufferings of Christ? Well guess what? You will. Not because you asked for it. But because you bear his life. Not because you prayed for it. But because you bear his life. Listen. God can stop anything that confronts us. It's just whether or not it's in the plan. Paul faced death many times. He would face all circumstances reckoning upon the strength of Christ. That's how he did it. Philippians 4.13 It is God who holds you. You're held by the vine. It is his life that empowers you to endure. But we can't know that power unless we embrace it by faith. We cannot know it through fear. Jesus guards and keeps us. And he says he will not lose a single one. Thank you for joining us for His Life Revealed with Pastor Todd Granger. This program is the radio ministry of His Life Fellowship in San Antonio, Texas. If you'd like to know more about us, visit us on the web at hislifeministries.org or on Facebook at His Life Fellowship. We would love to have you join us for worship. We meet on Saturdays at 5 p.m., at 1307 Blanco Woods at the corner of Blanco Road and Blanco Woods just inside Loop 1604. Also, if you would like to help support this ministry, you can send your tax-deductible donation to His Life Ministries, P.O. Box 1894, Bernie, Texas, 78006. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.